Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day for Wednesday, July 1st. That is right. We are officially in July, one of the elite months of the year. Do not look up my background or info. I promise there is no bias in me saying that whatsoever. My name, of course, is Javier Reyes, your host of this year's Lockdown Padres podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is Javapeno, as you all know. That's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, please hit me up on there or the Gmail, which is LockdownPadres at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or concerns. And I might, uh, you know... Do my very best. I might do my very best. Who knows? Who knows I'll do my very best? I don't know. I could be lying to you right now. I'm kidding. Of course, guys, I would love to answer any of your questions you have right here on the show. So hit me up on there. That was the last episode we did back on whenever it was, Friday. I forgot what the heck I did it. We did a little mailbag episode, talked about a bunch of things, and it was a lot of fun. So yeah, I'd love to do one of those again. And also, guys, remember, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Remember to go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your first order. Now... Today's episode, just a little bit of a check-in, I guess I could say, a little bit of a check-in, because it's been a while since I've done a little check-in, and just given my thoughts on what's going on right now, because as you all know, today is kind of the first day where baseball's, the return of baseball is starting to ramp up, old preseason type of stuff is starting to come back together, the teams are reporting and getting back together and whatnot, and I just wanted to talk about that really quickly, and I wanted to talk about how I feel about baseball coming back. And I must say, I'm a little bit conflicted, because I I mentioned it, oh, what was it, like two weeks ago, and I I still kind of stand by this part of my opinion, which is that, honestly, in a lot of ways, with what's been going on in the country right now, what's been going on with the pandemic, I really couldn't give a crap about baseball, in a way. Of course I'd want to see it back. I want to see the Padres. Guys, I literally have this podcast, and I have to come up with different reasons to talk about the team, and I was really convinced myself that this team was going to be awesome to watch and super fun and really good, and I'm really sad that they're not playing. I miss them. I miss the dang Padres. I miss baseball in general. I do. I genuinely do. I mean, I've literally got a fantasy league that we're about to start up because of because of the the baseball coming back. Like, we're all getting excited. Even people who aren't usually excited about baseball are getting excited to do a fantasy league, right? But I have to admit, um, I read actually a piece by uh, Daniel Epstein of Baseball FYI, which I've written for before, by the way, if you guys want to check that out. I wrote a little thing on Kyle Seeger in Atlantic City and my experience with him in fantasy baseball. I know, a lot of weird things, but I wrote about it, so you can check that out. Uh, I'm going to link this Daniel Epstein piece um, in the in the description of the podcast because I thought it was really poignant. It's not long or whatever, but just discussing the plan to return and at what cost is it, really, for all of us to be able to watch baseball again for all of us to be love all of us friar faithfuls to be able to watch the padres and the rockies or the dodgers or the diamondbacks or the giants whatever right definitely not the giants probably i'd say that's the least interesting team in the division right now but whatever i just think that it's i'm not totally sold that baseball comes back i think it's going to because I think that's the way the world works. I think that's how capitalism works, and that's how industries work to a degree, and sometimes good, for sure. You want people to be employed and making money. But I think that I'm just, you know, and this is why I recommend everyone reading the piece. It really touches on this, and it's not long, like I said, so I really recommend it. I'm just a little bit worried, not just because of the COVID thing, right? Not just because of the, the obvious COVID elephant in the room, right? Since Lord knows... 
you know, if you bring that up, there are definitely some people out there, while I hope it is a vocal minority, definitely a lot of people where when you talk about the coronavirus, they seem to not be all that caring about it, seem to be very uh, dismissive, very ignorant of it. Well, I'm also worried about the health of the players, too. And aside from just the virus, sometimes I think about what qualities of a sport are we going to get, guys? Baseball's not exactly a sport. I mean, and I'm not saying this for the other majors, like, you know, even hockey or even uh, basketball or, or football. But baseball really feels like the sport that you can't just pick up and play. I mean, think about it, guys. We literally have starting pitchers when there's a rain delay and it's, and it's, it's an hour long. They don't pitch again. They usually that's the end of their night. You know what I mean? So think about that, but like on a grander scale. Guys were in the middle of working out and stuff like that. I'm not saying all of them stopped, by the way. I'm not saying players, I can't vouch for how players have been working out or choosing uh, how to spend their time and what have you. But I have to admit, don't you think about that? How many injuries are we going to get? Just from the fact that people haven't had the natural flow of things usually, that they, they do heading up into the season, going for superstars to minor players and what have you. And I know the minor leagues, the, that season was canceled. That was really sad the other day. And I look at that like, this is not... I don't know if we're getting baseball for like a full 60-game, you know, minimized season, guys. I think everyone should be a little bit cautious. And I'm not trying to be one of those people who's so aggressively, you know, I don't want to mock people necessarily, who really want baseball back, because I really want baseball back. Don't get me wrong. And then also, to a degree, I also want to tell people, hey, you know, don't uh, don't be too ignorant of what's going on. You know, read a little bit. Read up on what's going on a little bit. There's a lot of disturbing information out there. And I think that, well, I'm really excited for this season, because I actually think, and I'll talk about this a little bit, is about the Padres in general. It's really exciting. I just have to admit, I'm very um cautious. I don't know exactly... If we're going to get a full season, are we sure that someone doesn't test positive? And let's just be honest, guys, if some star player tests positive, will that make everyone shut down? It's a good question to ask. It's an important question to ask, really. And I just, I'm worried about it. So while I do think as of right now, yes, certainly, we're probably going to get baseball back. Because July 24th is the, the new start date. You know, there's some questions, man. There's some questions. I don't know exactly where we're going with this, you know? And this goes for the NBA, which is they're planning on playing at Disney World and that whole Orlando thing. And that's incredible and just shows you kind of, in my opinion, the grip that Disney has on us all. The fact that Florida is next to, I believe it is Arizona, the place with the most spikes and, and positive tests that we've gotten and positive cases of, the, of COVID that we've seen. It's insane that they're going to play there. I'd rather than play in Hawaii or an island. I don't even know where the make up a place. I don't know. I'd rather than play in the the what's that place in the second Spy Kids movie? Anyway, I'm I'm getting a little bit off track, as you guys could tell. And, and it stinks. And, and I know we saw Charlie Blackman test positive, and we've we've seen a lot of players kind of test positive. I feel like over the past few days from different teams, and then we have this minor league thing. It's just. I think my, my thing is this. Yes, I'm excited for baseball, guys, to sum up my thoughts on it. But I've seen way too many people who are like, yay, baseball's back. Woo, July 24th. Like, so easily accepting that it's coming back. Like, are we sure? I'm not sure. And I don't think you should be either. But that being said, I'm still excited for it because I really think that the fun part about this is, and I talked about this on the, the mailbag, which is that this is definitely, let's just remove the health for a second. Not that we should. Not that we should. But let's just remove the health concerns and everything that's going on in the world right now, right? Especially in this country with civil unrest and protesting, good protesting that's going on and stuff too. It's 
it's a little exciting that I kind of feel like any team can really win this year. You know, almost any team. Because unlike other sports, I feel like basketball, it's, it's a little bit... You kind of know what's going to happen in basketball unless there's some injuries and stuff, right? Baseball, I mean, a team can get on a little bit of a run and maybe not recover. You know, and I, I mentioned there was a fan graphs piece that did a, like an adjusted projections for championships and playoff success and whatnot. And how the Padres were estimated that they basically were somewhere in the middle in terms of their chances, in terms of them uh, going up or down and their chances for the season. But I have to admit, I'm a little bit more confident in uh, our competition and our competitiveness against the Dodgers if it's 60 games. Who knows? The Dodgers, you know, it's not like they're a foolproof team. It's not necessarily like, you know, we don't know how great Kershaw is necessarily going to be. I still think he's going to be good, but I don't feel like it's as big of a guarantee as usual. Their offense still scares me. I feel like their depth is absolutely incredible, but I could see them stumbling a little bit. I mean, they've had some over this kind of really, not dynasty run that they've had, but over the past few years, uh, as they've been good, they've had some years where they've stumbled a little bit out of the gate. You know what I mean? And everyone's calling, oh, man, look at all that money. Because, you know, fans love making fun of the teams that don't do well when they spend so much money on teams. Deservedly so, of course. And who knows if that happens again? It could happen. It's it's very – I'm just saying, like, I actually think that baseball, just in general, this could be in an unbelievably exciting season um, in a vacuum. The fact that it's only 60 games I think could make for casual fans being a lot more interested in uh, baseball this year. Um, which is which is absolutely fascinating. And I don't think that winning a championship this year is an asterisk. I think that it counts as much as the rest. I know that Matt Barnes, or not Matt Barnes, uh, Austin Rivers recently came out, had a really nice quote uh, about the NBA season, how he's like, everybody having to pick up their stuff and drop it and then come back on little rest and just get back into it and all the type of stress they're going to have playing in this environment. It's worth just as much, if not more, than any championship. And it's going to be an exception. There's no other season that's like this, you know? So absolutely, guys, Padres, uh, Fire fire Faithful homies out there, if they end up, you know, crossing figures, if they do really well this season and you're or with the World Series, you know, God forbid, right? And you're in that bar room type of conversation, people, oh, you only won it because it was 60 games. It's like, well, the it's not like we had more of a chance than other people. Everyone played 60 games, man. You know what I mean? It's like a, it was the lone exception. You guys can't brag that you won a 60-game season. You know what I mean? It's something that only you can brag about. So I really think that it's actually going to be a lot of fun from that perspective. And um, I'm excited for it. And I'm really excited to just have some more uh, for the podcast, just to talk to some more divisional folks, I think. We're going to ramp that up again. And honestly, I've forgotten some things about the team to a degree. I forgot like what were some of the, the trends about the team, like how everyone was getting excited about the bullpen and all this stuff, right? And the spring training stats and my really how I'm super high on Taylor Trammell making the the, the roster and being like the the new uh, outfielder that will have to replace Margot. And I actually think that guy could be really, really good. Same thing with uh, Trent Grisham, who I actually, I'm super high on too, is just a solid on base guy that I think is going to be a little bit, I think he's being undervalued just a little bit right now. And, you know, there's just a lot of upside on this team. And I'm really excited about it. But really quickly, guys, before we get into the second half of this podcast, I want to take a quick second to talk about who. Who am I going to talk about? What do you guys think? I want you guys to guess. Look, turn turn up the radio, right? I, I want you to just, just take a second, you know, to boom, boom, like Final Jeopardy type of uh, situation. You know, what's it going to be? That's right, Built Bar. Wow, that was the worst transition I've ever had. But whatever. Anyway, continuing on, guys, you know about them, the OG homies over at Built Bar. They create the best tasting candies in the world. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry, not candies. Protein bars. I get a little mixed up sometimes because they're so good that they taste 
I'm clapping right now. That's how excited I am. They taste like candy bars. That's how good they taste. So gooey, so soft. Not gooey. I should say gooey. That might elicit a little bit of a negative response for some people, but they're super soft and easy to chew. That's what I like about them so much. And above all else, I just love the variety of flavors they've got from peanut butter brownie to banana bread to mint brownie to cherry to mango to coconut. Uh, it's just they, they've got all sorts of flavors. It's a toffee almond, which is super good. Uh, they really have everything, and I think that's what's so awesome about it. There's 16 flavors, eight of them chocolate nut flavors, and eight of them chocolate nut free flavors. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. So guys, you know what to do. I've said it many times before. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Remember that is promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. That's right. Now we're getting into our second little thing that I want to talk to you guys about. It's that's right. If you couldn't tell from my, you know, little car sound, that's right. It is rockauto.com. It's the perfect place for all your car needs. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly. That's right, directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all of the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? It just doesn't make any sense, guys. I mean, come on, let's be real here. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's right, rockauto.com. And with that stuff out of the way, guys, let's continue into the podcast. I wanted to talk about two quick things, one that is an opinion and one that's a little bit of a news kind of uh, update thing. Let's start with the the news update. That's right. Uh, the Padres officially signed Mr. Cole Wilcox the other day. Now, for those who don't know, the Padres took Wilcox in the third round. He was viewed as like a first-round talent. They gave him a $3.3 million signing bonus, which is a lot, especially for a third-round pick for sure. So that shows you that the Padres are really high on this guy, as they should be. This is a guy who was projected to be a top-ten type of pick, um, you know, heading into the draft, except that team's wondering whether or not they could sign him. Well, it turns out they did, and this is really cool news. Um, I'm really excited about this. Now, if you guys want to hear more of a in-depth kind of conversation, I don't want to talk too much about the specifics about Cole Wilcox. Go listen to my conversation with uh, Taylor Brick Ward of Locked On Angels. Not too long ago. It was about a couple weeks ago, and it was super fun, and that was in part one when we talked about the guy and how that was one of the, the steel sleepers of the draft that everyone's been talking about. Not just the Padres people, not just Padres fans and people who t- pay attention to the team, but people in baseball in general. And that always gets me excited. I mentioned this other thing. Every time I start hearing, as someone who doesn't pay attention to draft prospects as much in any professional sport, really, every time people start saying that you got potentially the best player overall in the draft later on, usually feels like it's a good sign. You know, usually feels pretty good. So I'm really excited about that. And it shows you, man, the Padres, they're just keeping the friggin' farm system as loaded as ever, and they're continuing to keep it Um 
loaded for for any kind of situation or or uh, scenario that they're in. I feel like you know whether they want to trade some of these guys or they they're going to bring them up like Mackenzie Gore and Luis Patino. That's kind of the the two the core pitchers that we really need to uh, preferably not need but, but preferably would need to make a little bit of a run at the at the wild card spot this season. And we're we're going to see how that plays out, of course, especially probably in a little bit of a. Uh, a shorter season um so that's really cool that's a news update there um so go listen to that podcast and also i wanted to talk really quickly just give my little, little opinion about something and that's the universal dh guys now this has been a conversation that's kind of um popped up i've noticed uh just because the mlb is thinking about changing it i just want to come out for the record and say and i might actually have someone else to talk about this uh probably sully who i've talked about a lot before because he is on a different side of this than i am i am pro universal dh and basically my reasoning comes down to this while it is kind of a novelty fun thing to see you know chris paddock bat or denelson lament get up to the plate there's a, there's a novelty to it. I know people bring up Bumgarner. It's super fun. And the Bartolo home run is one of the most memorable plays, honestly, that I feel like uh, baseball fans and casual baseball fans have kind of uh, come across in the past few years. It's just so fun, right, when you see pitchers getting hit. I just think that the numbers suggest that wouldn't you just rather have someone who bats like 260 there at minimum, right? It just feels like it, it provides more of a chance for offense. And while I do understand that people like to see two different things, I just think that the reality of the situation is baseball just kind of needs more offense. And it just seems like a logical thing for baseball to kind of institute the universal DH. It doesn't really make sense for them out of all the sports who are kind of, you know, waning in relevance and and losing kind of the the draw that people used to have for them. That they're like, yeah, we're still going to let people who bat 111 hit. You know what I mean? That's kind of my thoughts on it. And it's not like I'm super, like, I I get why people like that, but I think that's only the core, hardcore people who really enjoy, you know, watching batters or pitchers become batters for, like, you know, every seven days, right? Some of your favorite pitchers. Most of the time, it's a sacrifice bunt or it's a strikeout. And I just think that if, if aside from that, yeah, it's fun for a little bit. But not everybody's as crazy lunatics of baseball fans as we are. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody gets dives deep into this thing as much of the rest of us do. You know, so I, I, that's how I view it. I think that the anti-DH thing, here's my thing. There are a lot of things out there in baseball that people were super uh, reticent to believe. They were super resilient and they're super firm on their belief in it. Nobody wanted challenges in baseball. Remember when that was a thing, by the way? Guys, how many conversations do you feel like have propagated and popped up? from the whole challenge thing and that being, like, this egregious mistake. They really stopped after, in my opinion, uh, like, the beginning of the first year that they instituted, a few years ago, you know, right? Like, those first couple months when they were still getting calls wrong and it really did take a long time. Ever since then, I don't hear people complaining about it. It's the same thing as people aren't really complaining about the replay in general. Remember when it was only about, uh, you can only use replay to determine whether it was a home run or not? I remember that. I remember, I think, the first game that it was ever used was the Yankees-Blue Jays game. Or maybe Yankees Rays game. I could be mistaken. I don't know for sure on that. Uh, and it was like, wow, yeah, like let's just get the call right. And of course, this is kind of this. Jim Joyce is one of the people who I feel like helped uh, bring that conversation back to the fold. Ever since that atrocious call that was made, I really felt. I actually felt bad for the guy, honestly. But that's 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 kind of how I feel on it, man. And I would love to see a universal DH. I just think it adds another bat. 
and I think it adds more potential for guys who can actually bat. You know what I mean? Makes it a little bit more interesting, kind of utilizing your bench and kind of deciding which guy you want to use in that DH spot every day. That's how I view it, and I just feel like it's more interesting. It helps maybe prolong certain careers more. You know, David Ortiz, good example. That guy was DH for a long time, you know, and he was great at it. He was awesome at it. So while it is a little bit of almost a lazy man's position, just going up there to bat and that's it, it is kind of funny. Hey, I know I loved DHing when I was in the Little League, you know? Make no mistake about that, guys. I loved being just the DH for the game or whatever it was, right? I loved it. I was like, I'm just chilling. <laughs> I go up to bat maybe three times this game. That's it. I don't have to worry about just standing in the outfield or whatever. And I was actually a decent, 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 I say decent, decent uh, defensive player. I was okay. I had like two outfield assists, I remember. I had a decent arm, man. I wish I, like, tried more. You know what I mean? But I wasn't that, you know, psycho uh, committed, I guess, when it came to baseball when I was younger. Um, but really, that's it. That's Those are my opinions on that, guys. That's actually my opinions on everything for the day. July 1st. Would you look at that? Baseball's back. It's coming back this month. For better or for worse. And, of course, I'm obviously hoping for the better. And with that being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, guys. The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the pod wherever you get your podcasts from. That's Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalayas, blah, 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 a bunch of different places, you know. Just check them out. Go check it out on Megaphone, whatever you have, whatever you want to use, whatever. I appreciate all the support. Follow the show or myself on Twitter. And, of course, if you guys would do me a favor and tell your smart devices to play Lockdown MLB, it is hosted by my man, the guy who, of course, I brought up as being the anti-DH sort of guy, and he's wrong on that, but one thing he definitely isn't uh, wrong on and something that I am not anti for is definitely the Locked On MLB podcast, which he hosts. He is doing such a great job, just a baseball historian in a lot of ways. Um, he's, he was talking about the Phillies the other day with a with an actress and comedian, and he's talking about the, the Phillies and the ghosts of Phillies past and talking about the, the stadium, the Texas stadium. He just loves talking about baseball, and I really want to have him on the show again. Maybe I'll have him on the show to talk about the the Universal DH. Maybe we'll just yell at each other. That could be really fun, right? Uh, So, yeah, guys, remember um, to do that. And, of course, until next time, stay safe. And, of course, stay faithful, my Friar Faithful homies. Take care.